Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Tune in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Soothing semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Soothing semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share. Really, just just subscribe already. People, you, you, a bunch of you are watching my episodes and not subscribing. Uh, so just subscribe to the channel. It's not that difficult. All your real estate needs, make sure to contact me. Send me an email at rafipinsky at kw.com. Contact me by cell 786-568-5081. Let's rocky roll. There you go. I like that yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have Rocky Zapata here on the show. Rocky is a motivational speaker, a father. He has, uh, he does, uh, he's a safety engineer. I'm a safety engineer, yes, okay. correct. Definitely want to go into that. Christian father, motivational speaker, teacher, safety engineer, leadership guru, and friend of God. Friend of God, yes. yes. Also a friend of Bradley. <laughs> Brad- Bradley Lee. It's a funny name, Bradley Lee. The We're, real Bradley. <laughs> yeah, his name is Bradley Lee. And it's also, I always thought it was Leah. Because the whole thing is just, you're, dude, why do you have, he talks about simplicity and, and, and efficiency. Your name isn't efficient, Brad. You could have. I'm, sure, I'm sure I get this message. I, I, I think, you know. Um, so funny story about Rocky and I, I make cold calls as a realtor. I call people every day. And Rocky happened to have been one of the people I called. And we were talking and he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to sell you were interested in selling but you weren't exactly looking for a listing agent which is exactly why i called you (laughs) so we end up long story short we end up having that conversation and i'm asking him questions trying to get a bigger picture of what he's looking to accomplish and we end up discussing my podcast and he tells me that he was on this guy's show bradley lee and i'm like holy shit i know bradley i don't know know him but like I've been following him. I have interviewed some of his friends. Shout out to you, Brian Bogert and uh, Ken Jocelyn. I already had. I don't know if you've heard of either of them, but uh, so and you're, now you're the third. And it's just uh, it was so interesting because literally from a random cold call, there's a guy that I've been trying to get on my podcast for a while, and out of all people, you know him. It's just a small world, man. It's, it's crazy. super small world. That is correct. Yeah, it's incredible how you know. You'll just either meet people or make a phone call and, you know, somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And it's like we're all somehow interconnected to everybody. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. That's why, you know, in the times like these, they say you got to be careful what you do, what you say, because somebody, somebody might know somebody. Yep. So, but it's a pleasure. Thank you for the invite, Rafi. It's an absolute um, pleasure to be to, to have you here. It's awesome. And I'm definitely looking for a, uh, a very productive um a podcast um so we can talk you know family leadership um business god and obviously how we're gonna you know move forward um especially in the times that we live in today and whether it's you know economy stress challenges um all these kind of things that you know we face as humans on a daily basis and we have to have that leadership mentality to be able to, um to move forward um with the challenges of life so i'm um, looking forward to a good uh Good podcast we're absolutely man roll. it's gonna be dope we're gonna rocky roll, <laughs> we're gonna yeah, rocky do, roll. <laughs> do we, i'm making a corny joke people might not get it his name is rocky rocky roll okay now I'm gonna <laughs> and you know that's my real name leave. too rafi that's my real name by the way to everyone everyone's always asking or everyone always believes that rocky is a nickname you know it's birth certificate you know um my father wanted me to be a boxer um, and as a kid, he kind of, you Is this know, really, are you telling me, is this serious? Really? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Funny. That's So his birth certificate, he wanted me to be a boxer. So as a little kid, I was maybe four or five. I was a kid, you know, back in, I'm from Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a kid, you know, they used to just put us to fight, you know, and, and box and take me to the gym. But obviously boxing didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm other things rather than a boxer. But yeah, that's how the whole Rocky. Uh, name started with my father. That's my so mom, interesting. My mom said, no, you know, uh, he's not going to be a boxer. His name is Ricky. And my dad says, no, there's too many Rickies out there. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave him Rocky. So that's where I actually get the, um, the that's Rocky That's so interesting. It's, it, it's always interesting when a parent has this 
idea of what they want their kid to be early on? You think it's because your dad wanted to be a boxer himself, so he was trying to live vicariously through you or something? Probably. Funny funny story is, my dad wanted me to be a boxer, and my mom wanted me to be a priest. So it was like... You, you could be both. I could be both. Uh, you could technically be both. A pastoral, a pastoral boxer. I don't yeah, know. Right? Uh, so, yeah, but I guess, you know... Father Fury. Father you know, Fury, you know, that's Tyson right. Fury? But Father. you know, you are right, Rafi, because, I mean, me as a parent... um. I don't know if you've seen my daughter, Leilani. Uh, she's nine years old. Parenthesis, she's very expensive, by the way. <laughs> very expensive, <laughs> nine-year-old. Um, but somehow, I'm already shaping her, right? I think that in life, parents, you know, should shape their kids to a certain degree. Yeah, I agree. Right, to where they need to go in life. Because I hear a lot of parents and, 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 and you know, oh, well, you know, let him follow his dream. You know, that's kind of you know, being lazy to a certain degree because about the the kid's dream is to be, you know, I don't know, freaking, you know, bumless, you know, homeless. I don't know, you know, I mean, you know, listen, we've all it's been crazy kids. crazy aspiration. Right, we, we, we've all been kids. And I think to myself, man, if I, you know, as a kid, you wanted to do so many things and then you grow up and you're like, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? What was I really thinking as a kid? That was like the stupidest idea in the world. Um, So me as a father, you know, I'm, Already, you know, I started, um, you know, here in Florida, we live in Florida. For those of you know, we have the Florida prepay college, which is, you know, where you pay, you know, college advance for kids, right? Mm -hmm. So I already paid for my daughter's college in advance. So I already, you know, have her college paid for. I paid it through that program, the Florida prepay college. I have her college paid for, you know, what she's going to study, the whole nine yards. Um, and I'm going to drive her, right? I'm going to drive her through that. So you really... But if she decides not to go that route, let's say you want her to be an engineer. Right. If she chooses to be in special ed, do you have any quarrel with that? I don't. I mean, eventually, you know, they grow up and they make their own decisions like you have, like I have. Right. Uh, you just want to go but I'm definitely going to, you know, you know, pave, you know, pave that road for her where at least she can have an opportunity to choose and say, hey, dad, I like this road you've paid for me or you know what, dad, no, I want to go do and be special ed, right? And, and, yeah. and better do that. But I think I've spoken to so many, you know, young people out there and I would tell you, Rafi, more than 80% of them tell me, I wish my parents would have guided me better. More yeah. than 80%. Um, so I think there's a cry out um, on that out there with, you know, many kids saying, I wish my parents would have, you know, guided me better, taught me better. And listen, I get it. And, and don't feel bad. Not a lot of parents have that ability. Right. And as kids, we have to understand. I'll give you an example. My mother, Martha, my mentor. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's my mentor. I love her. I do anything for my mom. Okay. And my mom was always a humble waitress. Okay. And I, I saw her work hard. You know, when we came to this country and she was a waitress and that's how she put food on the table, you know, which is mom and I, you know, I grew up with a single mom. I'm an only child. I have no siblings. Um, by the way, I'm also, I, I kind of share that with you. My grandmother raised me herself. Your grandmother raised and you. I, and I was the only child. And you were the only child. I do have a, a half brother. My mother okay. had another kid, but I never met him. So I grew up. You never met yeah, him. I grew up okay. as an only child. So, so, you know, my mom being a waitress, you know, she didn't have that schooling per se, mm -hmm. into guiding me where to go. But, I mean, she was on top of me. You know what I mean? Right? So, so like, my grandmother. Yo, you better go to school. You better do something. And and you know what? The reason I never picked up, you know, any bad habits was because my mom was so tough on me. Yeah. You know, funny story. You know, I don't, I don't smoke. I never smoked in my life. I don't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because my mother was so tough on me when I was a kid. I was growing up and every day was like, you know, no alcohol. No drugs, you know, no tobacco, no alcohol, no drugs, no tobacco. You know what's interesting about that real quick? There are people who would become alcoholics and say, oh, you know why I'm an alcoholic? Because my mom pushed me so hard. Right, right, right. And like this is the, this is the perfect example of you make your bed and you, now you sleep in it. Meaning you can have wonderful parents and still be a shitty, have a shitty outcome. Yes, yes of course. Matter of, so like obviously it sounds like your mom gave you the right, the right, uh, um, whooping ass. Yeah, ass whooping. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can say that word. <laughs> but listen, uh, my mother, I'll put it to you. And I know today, you know, you can't do that because, you know, 21st century, 2021, you know, you can't whoop ass. Like we used to, you know, like our mom. But listen, 
it worked for me because, you know, when I used to slide to the left a little, I get a real nice big ass whooping and says, you better come back straight. So I grew up that way. My mom, you know, I always call my mom the karate woman. Got slapped for that too. I couldn't call the karate woman. Called her a sergeant and got slapped for that too. So, you know, it's like, yo, it's like I used to get hit for what I did. I used to get hit for what my father did, you know. I used to get hit for what my siblings did, which I had no siblings. <laughs> it didn't even matter, you know. It's like, but you know what? I'm thankful. I you thankful think, for my you, mom. You think it was it was good? You think it did you well that you got smacked around? So much? Oh my god! You know what? I'm thankful for my mom, a hundred percent. Because as I told you, as a kid, we had a certain thoughts of wanting to do other things, and you know, you grow up now, and what some kids fail to understand is everything you do in life is gonna chase you some way or another. Right. I mean, everything, I mean, every move, every word is going to catch up to you some way, someday. So I thank my mom for it. Obviously, as a kid, you know, I kind of didn't like, you know, the beating and stuff. Oh, you didn't like it? I didn't like it oh, at I totally all. Thought you you know? it. I <laughs> no, I thought Smack me, mom. You know? <laughs> oh, a, I've been waiting for the belt <laughs> the entire day. Yeah, you know, as a kid, yes. I didn't like it. But now, you know, as a mature man, it's like. You know, thank you, mom. You know, you're awesome. And, yeah. and you know, I'm the first one in my family to, you know, go to college, start a business. I'm the first one in my family to become a millionaire. So wow. I, I think it worked out all around, you know, at every level for me. And, you know, to my, you know, to God, first be the glory and second to my mom, you know, um, for, for everything she did for me. So all those moms out there, single moms. Stay strong with the kids, you know. Don't don't let them slide too much because you know we can we can definitely go real left when I, they let I us totally, slide for sure. My grandmother actually never hit me, um, but she I was so scared of her, man. Really? She yelled when she yelled. She could wake up a neighborhood, and she was she's four eleven, tiny woman, but she is so intimidating. When she, you know, now at this point in my life, I'm a lot older and I'm bigger, or whatever. But it wasn't that I was afraid of her physically. It's just she, whatever she said, she went, she followed through with. Right. She said, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. There was no, I'll count to 10 and then nothing happens. Yeah. She was completely, fo she followed through with every single right. uh, uh, punishment. And I just knew that what was coming and I just never played around with it. So obviously, you know, she told me to come home at 11. I came home at 12, whatever. But I, I was relatively a good kid, man. I used to party a lot for okay. sure. But didn't do drugs. I definitely had a period where I drank a nice okay. amount when I was in my teens and early twenties. I pounded alcohol pretty heavily. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was just a part. I was I was never an alcoholic. Thank God. I wasn't really. I would never like drink by myself. But just socially, man. Yeah, okay. Going yeah, out yeah, with my yeah. Boys having a good time. Yeah. Like I I did a lot of that. Well, you know what? Now, Rafi. I mean, I I've tried alcohol. You know, and it just doesn't doesn't go anywhere man it's like you know I, it's like hey, you guys got a natural juice back there because it just wine, not even wine you don't appreciate good wine i do i do appreciate nice wine with a good dinner but yeah. one you know i mean literally one glass i mean i can't get past one glass because yeah. i'll i'll definitely start rocking and rolling rocking, <laughs> rocking, yeah. but yeah for i mean you know nice steak you know nice Nice yeah, glass of wine. Good steak and good wine is delicious. It is delicious. So, so yeah, my mom always possessed that you know leadership mentality, and it's what you know what moved me forward. Mm -hmm. uh, where that always said, work hard, you know, um, never give up. And I saw my mom work hard. You know, it, it's about and it's about example. And that's another thing with leaders. You know, leaders need to lead by example. It's like sometimes we, you know, we tell our kids or, or people we lead or our employers or, or anyone that looks up to us, you know, we tell them to do certain things and we do the opposite. Right. And one key factor we need to understand that, you know, leaders lead by example and your example will always speak louder than your words. There's a great picture. I'm going to post it in the episode. You see uh, one says, I think, boss and the other says leader, something along those lines. And it basically shows what looks like Egyptian um, Egyptian people, you know, right. how they have it on the hieroglyphics. So it shows, when it says boss, it shows this guy behind getting getting kind of carried by right. all of his slaves, right? And then, so he's in the back. Leader shows the opposite. He's in the front and he's leading everybody. Okay. You know, and if you think of that militarily, think about a general who goes on, in on the front lines and, um, and really just takes, especially in these movies, you know, how you have... Uh, anyone you can think of, Thor, uh, Troy, whatever it is, you have these guys 
leading from the front, you know, with the right. sword, and they, they yeah. just go on horseback. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, you know, there's a huge gap, right? I mean, there's a huge gap between leaders and, and followers, uh-huh. right? And, 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 and that huge gap is nothing more than thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, leaders possess a different mental attitude, right? Um, and, and, and this mental attitude, right, this way of thinking of the leader is what actually controls how you as a person, um, you as a leader, you know, responds to life, right? Responds to crisis, responds to failures, disappointments, the response to challenges, right? Response to stress. So that gap, right? Really that gap between, you know, those leaders and, 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 and the followers is that mental attitude sure. that leaders actually possess. <laughs> and, 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 you know, especially when, when, when you're leading your kids, you're leading your organization, you need that mental attitude because you're going to face challenges. You're going to face stress. And you know what? Leaders always have resolutions. You have to find resolutions. Because there's things. no one you're going up to. You know, when you have your own company, you can go to, you could have a mentor, obviously. Yes. And go to someone else for advice. And I think that's so important. But when you're the owner of your own company, people are coming to ant- coming to you for answers. They do. You so, know? yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of expounding on what you're saying. But, yeah, man, it's so true. It uh, is. But that that's the... Also, when it comes to leaders, you have the stress of being a leader, which means that you're constantly grinding and working and you are. trying to innovate and fig- uh, invent things and brainstorm. Whereas an employee, which is fine, we, they're always going to be uh, necessary and required. They have their own, they have their box, depending on what kind of employee right. they are. Um, but they, they have their box, they do their job, and that's it. And that's it. You know, um, did, have you heard of Valuetainment, Patrick, but David, ever heard of this? I did, yes. I a big fan of him. And he has a guy, Mario, that works for him. Um, and and he, they have this term, intrapreneur. Entrepreneur and intrapreneur. Right. Only until recently have I, have I heard about this concept, intrapreneur. And it's so interesting because he is an employee, but he's a very creative employee. Okay. So he, you've heard the term intrapreneur? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so he, he is given the opportunity to, although he's part of a company that's not his, he can be innovative and outside the box. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was um, talking to a CEO the other day. Um, you know, he brought me in in the um, in my safety consulting firm, and we were, you know, I was talking to the CEO, and and the CEO brought in one of his, you know, high honcho managers, and you know, I did a study of his organization, you know, safety related, you mm-hmm. know, hazard wise, where they need to go. And I told him, listen, one of the things you need to do is, you know, train, right? Train people. And his manager sitting next to him, he's like, hey, what happens if we train them and they leave? You know, and I says, yeah, what happens if you train them, if you don't train them and they don't leave? Right. You know what I mean? That's hard. I mean, that, Not you know, that entrepreneur thing, you know, yeah, it's, it's a great concept. If you actually have someone like that in your organization, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you have someone that thinks that way because ultimately, you know, this way of thinking actually empowers, right? Empowers the leaders, empowers this entrepreneur, right? With faith and belief in possibilities, right? Right, and and ultimately, you know, that's what it's all about—to lead an organization, to lead people. I mean, listen, life is not easy for anyone, right? Anyone that says life is easy, it ain't easy for anyone, right? right. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be tough times, right? I mean, what did it? Jesus tell us, right? Jesus said, hey, in this world, you will have what? You will have hard times, right? You will have difficulties. Mm -hmm. But don't worry because I have overcome the world. And many times, you know, we have a lot of things that get thrown thrown at us in life. And I get it. You know, many of the things that get thrown at us is not all our faults, right? I mean, yeah, some stuff we cause, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, not, let's not sugarcoat without, things either, okay? Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, a lot of the things we cause, uh, you know, for them in life, yeah, there's some things that are going to come that, yeah, you didn't cause. I agree with you. Um, but whichever way, you know, whichever side of the spectrum you find yourself in, you know, you got to have that way of thinking where, you know what, we're going to move forward. You know, we're going to make the best out of this. And you know what? A year from now, it's all going to be over and new times are going to come our way. So good. That's so accurate. Because, yeah, the pain is temporary, man. The hard times don't last forever. No, no. Hard but they time, will. No. They will or they'll last a hell of a lot longer if you let it fester. You know, if you yeah. don't just figure out a way to overcome that 
obstacle. Well, you know what? That's why I, we were talking about age earlier, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's why I, I think I, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, like, it's too late for me to change. You know, it's too late for me to change this. It's too late for me to change that. It's crazy that. how people my age think that. It's so yeah. nuts. And you know what? I tell people, don't ever say that. It's never too late to change. I mean, the reality is, and this is the reality, right? I mean, how do I put it to you? Like, like yes, not all change, right? Not all change is geared towards improvement. I get it, right? Yes, not all change is geared towards improvement, but change is a requirement for improvement. I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Right. So I always tell people, listen, don't ever say you're, you know, you're too old to change. You know, it's too late for you. No, you know, while there's life and you're waking up in the morning and you're breathing and you're opening your eyes, you know, there's definitely opportunity for change, opportunity for a new you, opportunity for a new day. It does not matter your past, you know. So I always tell people, hey, gear up, you know, wake up and, 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 and smell the coffee and, and rock and roll and, you know, go, go eat it that day. You know, go, go eat the day, go eat the job, you know, the business, the work, you know, take your family out and enjoy life. Do you think some people are just predisposed to not having any sort of ambition and drive? Because and, it's like for some people... And I can say this very confidently for both of us, for you and I, we're both just naturally ambitious. I don't think I was born this way, per se. I think my grandmother put a ton of uh, confidence in me and gave me a, a lot of attention and always believed in me. And that was huge for my upbringing. Um, and I've worked very hard to, to build myself to a point where I, I just can't picture myself right. not working hard and, do, and, right. and, and accomplishing things. But I think it's to some degree my nature whereas some people it's just for them they there's nothing they really want to do if they right. if you left it up to them yeah. they want they would they just want to get paid to 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 live and they'll just sit on the couch eat cheetos and watch right. tv like yeah yeah and, and that's the gap right that's the gap between the followers and 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 the leaders and I think, you know, I'm going to touch on, I think I'm touching on too much points here, but visit my website, rockizapata.org on the Leadership University. I touch a lot more in detail with this, but um, going back to that point of, your, of yours, Rafi, yes, I think that's also part of the emotional intelligence of people, right? I mean, people have to learn how to manage their emotions. I mean, you have to be emotional intelligent because for you to be successful at anything in life, and listen, when we talk success, we're not talking about money. Okay, I, I, everybody else is successful. You know, you're a millionaire. You know, you're a billionaire. You know, especially now. You know, they came out with a new, um, a hundred billion dollar club that only like what ten or eleven people are in there. You know, that's so crazy. <laughs> the, you know, the the over a hundred billion dollar club. You know, uh, you know. So, but I always tell people, you know what. Money is not success. By the way, the Taliban is almost in that club. Yeah, have you seen that? Thanks to Biden. Thanks to Biden. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thanks to uh, our... Uh, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say how to now. <laughs> thanks to the guy we have in office. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, people have to have, you know, emotional intelligence because to be successful at anything, you got to learn how to manage your emotions. You know, I, sometimes when, when we f are confronted with situations in life, we lose it, right? We lose it. We're, we're not thinking right. I always tell people, listen, when you're going through a situation, you need to step back. You need to relax and never take a decision at the moment. You cannot take a decision because you're going to take the wrong decision. Absolutely. Or completely wrong. You need to let time pass. Close social media. Okay, stay away from people for a week or two and relax and think about things. If you need a mentor, find a mentor, you know, that's expert in that topic that you're going through and then make the right decisions. This happens a lot with people getting divorced, you know, Rafi? Yeah, man. Oh, they go crazy. I won't get divorced. <laughs> so many reasons. Divor yeah, divorce is a whole nother conversation because uh, truthfully, I don't know because I've never been married. Okay. That's a whole nother. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone away from certain traditional values that work right i think we we've kind of modernized things and just accepted everything to the point where there's no kind of sense of what is right and wrong which is which is very subjective because in any country cultures there things these things are different um i don't know I, I think also we've become so interested in instant gratification yes that when we look at even a marriage 
we're so used to just having everything because the world is so small now. You can go on an app and right. choose the woman you want or choose the man you want like you're going to the mall and you're shopping for for somebody. Right. So it, it cheapens these things. So And, it, and it's, yeah, it's cool because it brings a lot of convenience. It does. But with that convenience comes, uh, if there was superficiality, if that's a word, materialism more than there was in the past. So, I, right. you know, that, that creates a whole... The whole situation. I, I think even people, you know, when, when they search for that soulmate, and I, I've actually seen people trying to find somebody to make them happy. You know, and I tell people, there's no one in this world, humanly speaking, right, mm-hmm. flesh and bones, that can make you happy. Like, you literally have to be happy on your own, I you know. You, you got to be, you got to enjoy yourself, you know. You're like, you know, you got to love Rafi for who Rafi is. And you got to see yourself in the mirror and say, man, I love Rafi, you know. And, man, Rafi, you're cool as hell, you know. Of, dude, a couple of shots in, and I'm just, forget about <laughs> it. I'm just, I love you, man. You're the best. <laughs> you're the man. Yeah. Give me a kid. Give me a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of shots in. You want a son? Give me a son. You know, but, but people got to love themselves. No, you man, know? I honestly, I, I, not in, and I think also, let me just, I, I think people have a very uh, big misunderstanding of loving yourself and being conceited, right? right? So it's like, there are people who are very insecure or they don't, they have a very low self-confidence. They see somebody that really loves themselves right, right. and they hate on that. Right. Instead of saying, instead of showing, um... Uh, appreciation for it and admiring it right. and trying to emulate it they right. go who does he think he is who yeah yeah it? yeah it's like haters the, it's as simple as that yeah it's like if you were happy with yourself and you genuinely loved yourself even if that person seems off to you or right. their energy isn't for you you're you're just gonna say okay that person isn't my person yeah. like we don't vibe the same way they're still they're still cool it's all right like i'm just not that down to chill with them yeah and that's it. But you don't have to be like, oh, well, they do, 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 yeah. you, know, do you. But you know what? As, as a leader, Rafi, you know, fun fact, it gets to a point where the haters become the fuel, right? A hundred percent. I mean, it's like, it's like I love, the, I, I love the haters so much. It's like I couldn't be who I am without them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, if I ever get a Grammy or something, it is like, yeah, I want to thank the haters. You know, this, this could have never been possible without you. Like, not For one sure. bit. So Everyone's but, throwing tomatoes at you. You know what I mean? You're just catching them, chucking you're them back, putting them, them in a salad. And I tell people, listen, the more you grow, the more you advance, the more you succeed, get ready because the more hatred you're going to receive. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just part of it, right? It's just the way things are. So, yeah, people got to, you know, obviously learn to love themselves. But obviously, I always tell people as well, you know, um, you can't think you're better than everybody either, right? There's a, there's a thin line, right? Hey, listen, I'm Rocky. You know, I, I, I love myself, right? I, I'm, I'm good at what I do, you know? I, I think I'm the best at what I do, but I don't think I'm better than you, right, at the end of the day because I, I, I don't think that by me winning and by you losing is going to make me any better either uh-huh. because at the end of the day, the leader's number one priority is people growth. So I think as the leader, you always have to ensure that people around you are growing, right? If people around you are not growing, then there's a huge problem with your leadership, right? You can't just always want to, you know, be at the top and people under you. No, mm-hmm. I, you have to push people to grow. You want to build and up the leaders too. You right? have to build it up, right? I mean, leaders build leaders at right. the end of the day, right. right? Humans have humans. Dogs have dogs. Cats have cats. And, and leaders have to, well, have to develop leadership. Mm-hmm. And so I think people have to love themselves. And, and when people go out and, you know, try to find that relationship, people try to find someone that makes them happy. And it's like, listen, if you don't have the ability to be happy, on your own and to love yourself for who you are you know what i mean like you you have to you know you can't expect somebody else to make you happy there's too many people like this i i personally know and i I, they're they're good friends of mine some of them uh they in my opinion have a very hard time being uh productive on their own and they always seem to need to be with a woman right in order to to feel like they can go and accomplish. Right, right. Oh, now I have a woman. Now there's pressure. Now I have to go and be productive. It's like, right. you should be productive regardless. You should be productive what if she, regardless. What if she's not there anymore? Yeah. What if she, you get divorced? What if they, you guys break up? Then what? Right. Then you have to find another woman to fill that void. And yeah. why can't there be a level of wanting to do things 
without that person. Yeah. And when you have that person, hopefully it'll it'll only build and, and it has that to. person will will right. help make things even stronger, but there has to be a foundation. It is. Because I mean, you're happy on your own. Absolutely. You find somebody that's happy on their own and like you say, you both come together and you build. But you're both right? happy, yeah. And and you build bigger. You yeah. know, you build better and, and you build together, right? And and I mean, at build the end bigger, of the day, build better, build together. You know what I mean? And and I think everybody, you know, everybody deserves that in life, right? I mean, listen, we're not us human beings. We're not made to be alone. We're, we're not. You know, I mean, you know, we have you know wives and you know siblings. If you have some and and you know parents and you know friendships and you know work relationships business so we're not meant to be alone you know what right. i mean human we're not meant to live life alone no one's meant to live life alone um but you know once it comes to that love life you know you can't expect other people to make you happy because it's never going to work out sure. and i see a lot of you know relationships and 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 marriages you know which a lot of people call me for that. And listen, I'm no relationship expert. <laughs> I will admit that. I'm definitely no relationship expert. But, I, you know, I got my stripes. You know what I mean? I got my yeah. stripes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I always say, listen, I tell people, you, you can't expect that other person to make you happy. You're not happy on your own. For I sure. mean, and, and I'm going to say this, uh, you know, that's just me. I mean, if, you know, if people don't believe in God, I respect that. But at least me, I believe in God. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 I and I think uh, you know Jesus, my Savior. You know He's my number one. And and when I gave my life to Jesus, you know He made me whole. He made me happy. He made me complete. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think you know, or I know because of the fact that you know only Jesus has the true power to make every human being happy. You know, I mean, complete, you know, whole and, and happy. So, you know, I'm happy on my own with, you know, with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? with my Savior um, and, and, and my Heavenly Father, Jehovah. And then hopefully, you know, you find that other person that's happy on her own, you know, and, and you come together and, and, and you build, you know, you build together. So um, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, 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 and leading in that aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, these, these are all very good points. I, I uh, spiritually for me, I mean, I'm I'm Jewish, so you know okay. how it is. But yeah. I definitely I respect all that. You know, whatever whatever may, works in terms of your business, right? So okay. you're safety engineer. I do. So I'm a safety engineer. I have a firm that provides services. Um, to Here, promote your business, brother. To for clients, you. right? Um, we do. You know, pretty much all all around there. You know safety mm -hmm. um for the organizations we maximize their profits so um you know we'll do some training for them did brad get in touch with you because of your business how did he find you him, or how did, or how did, you know how did we find each other how did we find each other how yeah did, you know that's a good question how did i find or how did was he it from a cold call no <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> you want to sell your house <laughs> no i wasn't that. you know you know, I came, how did I meet Brad? I think I was in Vegas and it was through a friend or, I don't, you know what? That's a good question. How did I meet Brad? I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> you don't even remember? Don't remember? Um, yes, I do. So, it was through this friend that I don't remember her name now. <laughs> okay. um, and no, I, and I started working on, you know, Brad has the um, LVT. VT, uh, yeah. speed, so... Speed I started. Speed I started working, or not working, producing my videos okay. through his agency, and I think that okay, that and and that's how we linked up. So oh, okay. um, yeah, I started the LVT, you know, speed. So I started producing and recording in his studios and stuff. So that's how we. Where is where is he based? Las Vegas. So oh. he's in Vegas. Yeah, he's in Vegas. But you said you were doing it in his studio. How does that work if you're in different states? When you, um, I, I think I'm. Not understanding. I flew. I've, I've been. I've been in Vegas a couple of times. But you're you're talking about your show. You said my video. So if you go to my website, I have a leadership university. So I filmed the leadership I've university seen some of your stuff. there. Yeah. Oh, so you did that all there. Okay, I did why, that. Yeah. Why there of all places? If you could have been local. Brad has you know the whole system set up for it and 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 full blown. So you should check him out. He has a full blown studio over there. Literally full blown. Real nice studio. And then, obviously, I went over um, to podcast with him um, to be a guest on a show. Um, so, he, he has that, you know, that live speed. I mean, he has, like, John Maxwell. Um, Damon John are also part of it. So, they all. Oh, really? Yeah, Damon yeah. Damon John is part of that. Yeah. So, so, 
So Damon John has recorded some videos there with Brad. That's awesome. So um, it's a uh, it, it's a nice studio he has up there. So we linked up there, and then I won guess on. The, That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'd I'd love to come on the podcast, with Bradley Lee. <laughs> Brad, get this guy on. We'll, yeah, we'll text dude. him. We'll text him yeah, after. He, We're gonna he text. Play, him. He likes playing hard to get with me. We'll text him on a Saturday. How about that? Yeah, he likes playing hard <laughs> to get with me. But dude, I love I love his content, man. His content's so good. I'm not even. I'm not kissing ass, Brad. I'm being genuine. Yeah, it's great. You content. know what it is? I tell you what it is. Brad gets away with what a lot of people don't get away with because he's so real. Like he's the real deal. The guy that tells it's you how it is. Hear you. You know what it is? It's it's yeah. That's a very good point. He yeah. I I don't even think most of what he says is so outrageous. What he says is is just triggers a lot of people in it the does. age we live in. It does because we live in a very pussified age. We do yes. So everyone goes. Oh, that hurts. Ugh. I know. And they just get so they scrunch up into a ball. Like, it's I, like so I had just, somebody <laughs> tell me once, yo. <laughs> Tell Brad he needs sensitivity training. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Some dude. He meant it? Yeah, no, I don't know if he meant it, but some dude outside to he's like, yo, tell Brad. I says, man, listen, the guy is real. Leave him alone. And you know what it is? In a in a time where a lot of people are fake, you got to appreciate real people. Yeah. You have to appreciate real people. And unfortunately today, being real is the best disrespectful no i'm just being sincere with you i'm just telling you the that's truth whether you like a, it or not that's why people had a hard time with trump that's why i'm always gonna love new york at the end of the day like i'm a floridian right, I, right, I right. love living here yeah but my some of my closest friends here are new yeah. yorkers because there's always that level of bluntness right. i can just tell them what's up and they just you know well so, listen trump was he's just direct right yeah. he told you as it is i yeah. mean you know like me i'm 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 a i'm an alien right i'm i'm an immigrant you know, I'm from Nicaragua. Did you take your UFO? You know, my UFO, right? Funny joke. And, I, you know, I had people tell me, oh, you know. It's one of the dumbest jokes. I had people tell me, you know, Trump's a racist. I says, how is he a racist, people? You know, he doesn't like Mexicans. He doesn't like Central America. So I'm like, I don't feel that way. I don't know. You guys are so sensitive, man. Yeah. And then I tell him, you know what? I said, Obama, he made you feel like he loved you. But he deported short of three million Latinos back to their home country, okay? And right months before he finished his term, he removed the dry feet, you know, wet feet law for the Cubans. You know what I mean? No, what is it, by the way? So what, happened, what, what was it before is, you know, Cubans with the whole Fidel Castro dictatorship, sure, sure, they've sure, been sure. in it for, you know, over five, you know, 50 years. Um, so what happened was when, when Cubans would flee Cuba and they would actually, and, and if the Coast Guard did not intercept them in water and, and actually apprehend them in water, if they actually touched land, they were good. You know, within a year and one day, they were already residents of the country. So the, the, How does that work? Why is that? Well, because they had the dry, the wet feet, dry, dry, the wet, dry feet law. It was only for Cubans. So per se, they got on a raft. They made it to South Florida. Literally, what it is, if you can make it here, we'll if you made it here, right, and they touch dry land, which was the wet feet. It's literally like Squid Games, dude. Right, the, the wet, like yeah. Squid games. So the wet feet, <laughs> the wet feet was on water. The dry feet was once you hit land, and once you hit land, you welcome to America. You were good. What's so they were that? not getting deported. What rule is that though? Well, it, it was just let them come in the first place. Why put them through all that misery? Well, because you can't. If you let them come, everybody would come. Gonna right? come. Everybody, everybody would come. I mean, who doesn't love America? This is the best nation in the That's world. Really, it's in a sense, it's a smart strategy because it's like, hey, let you know what? Let's pick out the strong ones. You know, what let's I mean? pick out the ones who are smart <laughs> and physically you know? capable enough to so, get over here. So, so once Cubans touch land, they were not. They, they, they weren't getting deported. They were good at that point. Obama removed that. He deported. You know, three million, you know, immigrants. So, but then he'll kiss you in your face and love you, but he's deporting you in back of you. You know, yeah, yeah. Trump tells you things in your face. Economy was booming. Gas was very low. We, you know, inflation was low. You know, we, we were stocked in our supermarkets. We had vehicles everywhere, you know, but because he wrote a couple of mean tweets, people were getting, you know, sensitive about it. So, um, I mean, I could definitely go for lower gas in a mean tweet. Oh, dude, I, <laughs> go for, I think ultimately, man, we're we're so blessed as a nation we that are. we're becoming too soft, and this is a this is a a history repeats itself. Yes. simple story where we're gonna get very soft, 
and then we're going to get a kick in the ass, which we're already getting in many respects. We're going to continue to get kicked in the ass until we have to start to kind of go back to the way it was. Something I saw that was hilarious was there's a podcast called The Roommates Podcast. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, two very, very cool guys, and they interview some very big people, and they made a post on their YouTube channel, and it said, if you are a caveman 15,000 years ago, and you're a caveman 15,000 years ago, and you now, you're, you're hunting, right? They're spearing bison or whatever they're doing, and you have to now look for food elsewhere there's no just i don't know the bison left they went somewhere else or whatever it is or you killed them all um do you here's four options do you go and find a new herd of bison do you complain that there are no bison left do you have to find this (laughs) it literally the moral of the story is the moral of the story is if we were living at those time in those times back in the day we wouldn't be in the predicament where we can start complaining about this ridiculous, well, I want that kind of bison. Well, you know, my spear just isn't the right color. I would love to have a pink spear. It's like, no, you take whatever the fuck you can use and you kill the damn thing because if you don't, you're going to have nothing to eat That's and your it. family's going to starve. That's but nowadays, we live in this world where it's, well, I, I need a safe space. I don't really feel comfortable today. It's like, do you, do you understand what you're capable of as a person? Like, do you understand what... A human being can do. I'm, I'm trying to find this, but I got so heated. I'm just got to finish I, the point. <laughs> I, I gotta, I'm, I'm in the zone, baby. You're so in the like, zone. Do you, we're such adaptive, brilliant creatures, and we waste, so many people just waste their talents and abilities and capabilities to do nothing. It's like you have one life, one. And for me, it's just, I, I've internalized this because I've heard it a million times from successful right, entrepreneurs. Right, right. People say it all the time. And the more I live and experience and have these small little wins, I have different people on my podcast. I mean, I, I can go all day on the things that I love about my life, but just continuing to 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 climb that the rung on the ladder every day and get closer and closer to where I want to be, it's fucking amazing, it dude. Is, it is. It Even is though amazing. I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I'm not a millionaire yet. You know, I, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish. I want to find a good woman, settle down, right. have kids, you know, do all those things. But... In the meantime, in the interim, I'm loving the process. Right. It's a, it's a lot of, there's a lot of hard moments, difficult, t- you know, get knocked in the face. But I love it, dude. You do it's love just, it. Eh? It's because I can't imagine living any other way. I just can't. I can't be. I can't be an employee, man. I'm a leader yeah. through and through. And I you'll just, find your woman, though. Don't worry. I'm sure I will. I man. got faith. I got a cousin there. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> As long as she's Jewish, we don't have to convert her. <laughs> she has to convert. We have to convert her. Oh, she'll convert her, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, man. So, so yeah, you know, we're living in a times where I think, you know, and listen, I'm going to say it again. Life ain't easy for nobody. It is what it is. You That's know. also my, I, I know I'm not trying to cut you off real quick. That's what I also say is it's going to be hard anyways. Yes. At least do the hard thing that's going to give you an easier life Afterward. Afterward, like if you take the easy route now, it'll be hard later. If you take the hard route now, it'll hopefully, hopefully, be a lot easier later. And there's a much higher probability that that will happen versus taking the easy route. So yes. it's like it's going to be hard anyway. It is going to be hard anyway. Do what's going to make you, you happy and give you what you want. Yeah, life is tough, man. It ain't easy, you know. I mean, my mom taught me, you know, well, you know, you got to fight for what you want. And um, or I'm going to kick your ass if you don't. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the second part. <laughs> That was the second part, you know? <laughs> so I think your dad your dad named you Rocky thinking you were going to be the fighter, but it turned out you were Rocky that got your ass kicked. They got by my mom, though. <laughs> but, and you know, my mom was so tough that I, I, I was like, well, maybe nine years old, ten years old. You know, I got... You know, I got hit in school. You know, I got home thinking my mom was going to feel bad for me. You know, go back to your point. She whooped my ass. She says, listen, you don't fight. You don't pick on people. But if you get picked on, you defend yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't defend yourself, I'm whooping your ass. Nobody ever touched me again, brother. Because <laughs> I'm not getting my ass whooped twice. I'm not getting my ass whooped in school. Wow. I'm not getting my ass whooped at home. How about that? But you don't think it sounds like your mom really like kicked your ass all the time. You really think you deserve to be hit that much, dude? Well, you know what? It's funny because I was. I, I got to ask. No, you want to laugh? You, I, I'm a sh- great joke. I was having dinner with her uh, on Thursday. And I'm like, Mom, remember when you used to hit me? And you know what? She doesn't remember. She's like, 
what are you talking about? Like, mom, like, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? She did it so often. She, she did it so often, you know. Good morning, Rocky. Know. How you doing? She's like, she's like, oh, my God, you know, you're such an exaggerator. I'm like, mom, mom, like, I felt the hate, you know? Meanwhile, meaning, meanwhile, you have this, like, live a uh, waking awake nightmare right you're daydreaming sitting in the corner just picturing your mother like lurking over in the shadows and you're like <laughs> you know I mean? well, meanwhile i tell my daughter to sit down and my mom says i'm a mean guy i mean you know sit down leilani oh my god you're going to rough on the girl i'm like mom like yo <laughs> used to kick my ass <laughs> What do you mean I'm going wrong? I just told her to sit down. You used to, she's like, man, you know, you, you need you need to be nicer to her. I'm like, are you serious right now? Well, I said, let's open the debate of nice about that. Let's I'm see. so confused. How does she not realize the, the like the incongruency there of her like literally beating the shit out of you and now you're yelling at your daughter and she's, I don't, how, does she not remember? Well, she because remember? you know what it is. No, you know what it is. And every grandparent will tell you this grandparents uh grandchildren run around grandparents all day so my mom tells me listen i did my job with you your daughter is your responsibility to raise my job as a grandmother is just love her and give her what she wants that's it by the way <laughs> it's awesome being the grandparent it is because yeah you just get to be the good you get your 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 child is the evil one it, it, and you get, you get yeah you get just come come on the holidays and give the presents so you're you you're know, always the one that, that everyone loves you know you when know? i get when i get you know when i get tough on my daughter cause my mom oh grandma that is being mean hey dad grandma says she's gonna come after you right now <laughs> it's like it's like mom you can't do that you know what i mean you still do that she's like she's a she's a nice lady i'm the mean guy you know are you still gonna run from your mom i'm still gonna gonna run from your mom no my mom is like the sweetest lady (laughs) in the world man my mom is like so sweet today you know it's like mom you're so sweet today i love my mom well i wouldn't be who i am today without my mother so um she's uh she's my all put it out if i if I run a mile, my mom's coming with me, you know what I mean? No matter for what sure. it is. So um, I actually, for her birthday, two years ago, I got her a brand new Lexus. So Oh, that's like amazing. Up. Yeah, yeah. That's she, amazing. But, you know, she's so humble because I'm like, Mom, I want to get you a new car. What do you want? Oh, you know, give me a Toyota Corolla or something cheap. I says, Mom, we'll get you something, you know, nice. nice. You know, like, well, what do you want? And this is the second car I was getting her. Before that, I got her um, a RAV4. So just pick something she's so humble you know i don't want you to spend money you know how moms are you know i'm like mom this is for the ass whoopings you know what i mean pick a car you know what i mean <laughs> you deserve a car for the ass whoopings about them we're gonna call this car the ass whooping car you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah i got her i got her new lexus so uh i always say listen man if, if i grow my mom grows with me you know she she ain't staying back i guarantee you that you know what i mean i love my mom and and for those of you know kids out there take care of your mom honor her not only, you know, with respect, but with finances. You know, you got to honor your parents with your finances. So my mom, you know, she goes out with me, buddy. She never pays anything. So okay. Awesome. I take care of her. If I travel, my mom's with me. Um, so I, I love her. You know, even though she whooped my ass, I love her too much. So I'm sure um, she's so grateful. And, and you know what, man? I, I have so much respect for her. Even though I'm 37, I mean, she says anything. I'd be quiet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have so much respect for my mom. It's, you know, whatever she says, you know, Rocky, this, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I have tons of respect for her. I would never disrespect my mother, no it's her butts, um, not even for one bit, you know. Um, so um, thanks to her, Rocky is Rocky, you know, and, and this is where the story starts. That's it, man. So I know you didn't get the ass whooped by the, by the grandma. But no, but she definitely, you know, like. I listened to her. I always respected her. I respected her by default because of what she did for me. Because she, okay. she raised she raised me at forty nine years old. She raised a baby at forty nine years old. Okay. When she already had problematic kids. Right. Did not have money. She had a very tough life. So I think just as I grew up, I understood that this woman did something she quite frankly didn't have to do. Yes. She took a huge sacrifice uh, to raise me, and she f- focused so much. She she made me the the you know the uh, his focal point i was i was so important in, uh, such an important part of her life and right i just said how could i not respect someone like that you know what i mean yeah so no no moms are yeah. cool we love moms and and grandmas right um mm-hmm. so those single moms out there stay strong raise the kids right 
and uh and everything you do for them you know that tree will bear fruits right mm -hmm. uh, along the way so um you'll be proud of your kids and the kids will be proud of your I'm, i'm super proud of my mom you know um and she was a waitress like i told you humble waitress but i'm proud of it you know mm -hmm. that's what she was and i love my mom you know um grew up in socialist nicaragua um you know not a lot of opportunities you know like we have in this great country full of opportunities um but another thing people don't all these americans who, who've been living here for generations don't they they complain about um, so many things about america it's like first of all be happy you can you're allowed to complain <laughs> there you, you, know, you, you, <laughs> many places you can't even complain if you wanted to and it's like you're complaining about things that are yeah i mean no one's perfect right. go ahead and complain i'm not saying there are there isn't work to do we're not it's not a perfect country there is no such thing but think about what you have here people are so entitled well, man. well i think rafi also there's a thin line between complaining and providing solutions to certain things because at the end of the day you know i think it was theodore roosevelt don't quote me on this but i think it was him that said you know When you complain, when you complain too much, it becomes like you're whining at this point, you know? I mean, and, and you got to be grateful for what you have right. at the end of the day, you know? I mean, listen, everyone in life wishes they had a little more of everything. You know, we all do. Mm -hmm. But you still got to be happy with what you have. And like, per se, Nicaragua, where I'm from, we have uh, presidential elections um, next month in November. And literally, all the opposition party candidates, they're all in jail. You know, like if you literally go to Nicaragua now, you know, before the elections, which, you know, the dictator, right, um, uh, the assassin, Daniel Ortega, you know, if you go out there now and says, hey, Daniel Ortega, I mean, I'm going to, I got my, just say, new vision party just to say something, right, and I want to run for president, you, you, you won't last five minutes, you know, you'll be put in a truck and we'll put in jail, so... People don't see, you know, the reality of the freedoms that we have in this country, you know. Uh, you can talk bad about the president. You can say, you know, let's go Brandon all day. You know, you're good. Yeah. Let's go Brandon. <laughs> let's go, go Brandon again. <laughs> I'm not, I usually don't curse, but I say let's go Brandon again. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. But I said it four times. I'm sorry, Rafi. <laughs> I said that four times. Um But, you know, um, the reality is, you know, we can say these things in this country. You know, you go to Nicaragua, man, you know, people give their lives. People have given their lives for just saying something incorrectly. Today, as we sit now speaking, there's people in jail in Nicaragua currently now only because they want to make a difference in their country and because they want to have an opportunity to be a candidate for a presidential election. That is their crime. So, so many countries like this. That's so. a lot of them. So, hey, America, the best nation in the world. I don't care what anybody says. USA, and if you don't like it, you can I'll definitely hook you up with a house in Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> you I can I definitely know. go over there. I don't know why people, if they just, if they don't, it's like one thing if you want to change certain things, but if you want to change the, you want to totally flip America on its back, change it from capitalist to socialist or communist just leave the country just man. leave the country just go somewhere else yeah stop trying to change it and it's like you can argue argue and say well it would be better this is a capitalist country if you don't like it just go somewhere else guys that's it yeah you want to change certain values certain rules if they make sense blah 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 okay but this country is this country because of capitalism because of the free market if you don't like it if you want handouts just just leave Just leave. We, I'd, yeah. I'd be happy to help you leave. Very <laughs> happy. I really would love to just... Um, in terms of your work, though, you didn't go too much into that. You, we ended up talking about, like, Brad and all that. We kind of... Uh, that's right. We kind of... So, yeah. So, I have a safety consulting firm. So, we provide training. Um, training for employees. Um, um, we give consulting to um, corporations, organizations, enterprises on how to lead a better... Um, right safety program um, we create safety program for companies um, we give the oversight of you know all their safety mm -hmm. um, you know obviously you know going to work these days is very important to stay safe mm -hmm. to go back to your family so we, you know we do all of that also you know um, I defend the clients you know if if OSHA you know gives them a a citation or whatnot so our firm defends the clients 
awesome. to ensure you know they don't get fined and if they do it be the minimum and and at the end of the day finding solutions right um finding solutions um to growing problems and the tough part of our jobs is accident investigations right because at that point something occurred either a serious incident or a fatality um so now we have to go investigate you know the root cause right um of that incident and you know find you know some you know proposals you know for abatement mm -hmm. you know to avoid a reoccurrence of this incident um, moving forward so it's been fun for me you know um it's been fun for me um and this firm and 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 other safety engineers that um work with me um we, we make a difference out there for organizations and employees and i mean i've probably taught you know over 15,000 people, you know, just wow. in that area of, of safety, just in the South Florida market. Wow. So, 15,000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just in the South Florida market. I mean, it's, it's huge. So, um, you know, from safety have training. Have you taught people outside of the Florida market? Because you just. I have. So, I, 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 I've, I've have, um, I have some clients in Texas, um, but our, our, my huge niche, um, it's in the South Florida market. And I'll tell you why my huge niche is in the South Florida market. Because I found a success to my business. And that success to the business is being bilingual. Because of the workforce is Latino down here. Um, being in the business myself, these organizations were finding someone that can speak the language of these people. And I found that niche. And I says, you know what? This is a niche. I'm going to capitalize on this niche, on this niche. There's not a lot of, you know, bilingual safety engineers out there or not a lot of you know or not a lot of them that are willing to start their own company um and risk not having a salary for you know a month or two so i, I took that niche you know i took it i saw the need the need of that market and just blew up from there it's incredible but be having those two languages in south florida is so important i i need to learn spanish but it's going to be tough rosetta stone does that, really, does that really work, man? I feel like I just need to talk to people. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Yeah, like I'm. I speak Hebrew also. So okay. At least I'm bilingual with that. So uh, so that's already helpful because you right. do have a lot of Jewish people okay. here. You do have a lot of people from Israel who okay. live in South Florida. So if I hear someone on the phone, if, uh, if I see if I see their name, that's enough for me usually. Okay. Um, but sometimes they'll have like a uh, an Ameri like a European Jewish name, and then I you can't tell. Basically. Uh, a lot of Israeli Jews are what's called Sephardic, which means okay. they're either from Middle Eastern or Spanish descent. Okay. And then Ashkenazi is more European. Ultimately, you know, most Jews are, come come from Israel, so they're all Mediterranean or Middle Eastern. But you know, when they were kicked out of Israel and they were conquered, they spread to different parts of the world. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the European ones tend to have names like Goldberg, Weinstein, okay. the ones yeah, you yeah, see yeah. in Hollywood, like Barbara Streisand, whatever. There, there aren't really too many Sephardic Jews in 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 um, show business. Okay, uh, they're more watch dealers, jewelry, uh, real estate. You know, they're they are very smart as well and very successful, but they're usually not the face of you know, because right. uh, they a lot of them have come to America later on. The the, the European Jews came earlier. Um, uh, what was I trying to get at? Oh, but in terms of just names, yeah, I could just know right away. If someone's Israeli, usually I just see their name and okay. I hear their accent. They go, yes, what do you want? And then I say, hey, I'm <laughs> Just what do you want? Yes, what do you want? They're very just, is, they, Americans are a lot more easygoing. They're like, you know, sir, I'm just not really interested, blah, blah, blah. Israel's like, you call me tomorrow or you call me next year. I know sell. <laughs> I, like I know it. sell. I know sell. I know sell. Well, no, you know what? I love falafel. Oh, so good. And some kibbe. Kibbe's good. Oh my god, kibbe's another Kibbe, level. Kibbe's is Syrian food, yeah. but it's like Syrian Jews also eat it. It's, oh yeah. my god, yes. kibbe's delicious, right? Oh my gosh, yes, yes, phenomenal, dude. We, we can definitely go to some. So there's a really, there's a really good shawarma. You've you've heard of shawarma, right? Mm -hmm. Really good shawarma, kosher shawarma place called Levy's. It's right in the neighborhood here. Oh nice, it's really good man. I go there. It's right near my office, so I go there. Nice you go there often, so yeah. Good, oh. You know where I go a lot over in Pompano Beach, Levy, it, but that's more Lebanese. But, you okay. know, the food is uh, close enough. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Or Georgino's, which is Greek. Have you been to Georgino's Ooh, Greek? No, but I've had some good Greek stuff, man. Uh, you know what I like? Um, 
oh my god, what's it called? I'm forgetting it. It's a pastry because this Lebanese place probably has it. Oh my god, it's a cheese. Why am I forgetting what it's called? Kanafa, kanafa, kanafa. Okay. Got it. I probably, but the names, you know, <laughs> remembering so the names good. of everything. So good, dude. It is good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's very cool what you do. It's amazing that you have such a strong sense of leadership, and you know everything you've told me about your mother uh, beating the crap out of you, which is which is interesting. I hope you she doesn't hear this because bruises on your ass cheeks. I'm, I'm getting in trouble for hearing this, but <laughs> yeah. I'm 37, mom. Can I speak my mind? <laughs> No, man, you know, now she's like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, you know, you give like a 180, mom, here, you know? It's like the sweetest thing ever now. Uh, so Well, she's did her, she did her job. You're an adult. You have your kids. You're very successful, and she's proud of you, man. She doesn't need to whoop your ass anymore. Yeah, right? no, she definitely does. And actually, she, you know, now she comes to me for stuff. So it's weird now. You know how the roles change now. Yeah, dude. You know, but respects to her 100%. You know, she talks, I put my head down at the end of the day. So she's mom, you know. That's what we need more of, man. We have totally lost the idea of respecting parents. And, and that is a, an American problem. I'm sure it's not only in America, but in other countries that are not as enjoyable to live in. Right. There's definitely a stronger sense of respecting parents. And I think that's also a large reason why we have a lot of this ridiculous shit going on nowadays. Because kids are entitled now they yeah. think they're important it's very it's also very easy to become famous nowadays there's so many so many more people have notoriety now than they used to yeah you know because you can make podcasts and build a lot of views and just back in the day even 10 years ago there were a handful of famous people and now is the end of it now yeah. every other person has every like a other name, person you know I mean? influencers you know <laughs> well you know you saw that girl that she took a, uh, a sexy picture next to her dead father's casket yeah, you got to look at how influencer, you know? For what reason? I, I don't know, I guess. That Sexy was her. picture next to her dead father's casket? I guess she was, Um, that's her way of coping with the, <laughs> with the I don't know. What what, I forgot her name. I think it was Jenny. It's big news now. Look it up. It's I got to check this out, dude. That you got to check this out. It is weird. And all the Karens. I love these, the Karens. You ever see these videos? Oh, my <laughs> God. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> it is, yeah. Let me see. <laughs> someone's got to be married to that oh my damn, god damn dude that's it and it's just entitled uh entitled well it is and you know why most of these people are entitled because they don't you know they're just used to i mean listen in used this to getting country, what they want yeah in this country it's like you have internet at, at the tip of your fingers you can eat what you want i mean everything is so accessible and easy where that's not the case in other countries. So we be, you know, some people become so entitled where they believe, you know, you know, this is, you know, either you give me these or I die. And it's like, no, take it easy. There's so much to life for it than that, you know? Yeah, that's the negative. The one, the downside to having a free market like this is we're so used to certain luxuries that we always expect more and more and more. And in, to a degree, it's good to expect more because now our, our bare minimum is, mo is more right. than most countries would wish to have, right? There are countries that people don't have right. flowing water. They have to go to a well or whatever it is. People go to their fridge. You walk to your fridge. You press a button. You put your cup against the, the, the door, and water, cold water yeah. comes out. There's ice. I mean, Easy. And whenever you want. You just walk over there in your boxers and just take water. And and you can just sit there for you can do it a million times throughout the day. Well, you know, now that you said that ice in Nicaragua, eighty percent of the nation doesn't have that, right? That luxury, well, we'll call it luxury, right? It's just it ice. Is, it's such a luxury. But they don't have that, and some people have to go, you know, to the store and buy like a, a bag of ice, you know, the little bag of ice, and, which is not the ice we're used to here. Like pretty much, you just grab a, you know, a bag and just yeah. fill it with water. Yeah. You know, tie it and uh, wrap it and um, put it into a freezer and just it, it'll turn to ice and they'll sell that. Wow. You know, so not a, even, you know, in some countries, people don't have that luxury to just get up from their couch, go to the fridge and just get ice. Something as basic, you know, as that. What's crazy is that it's such a norm now and we really take it for granted. I, I, I mean, I think about it. It's so crazy that we have that. It's amazing. Like we have our bare minimum is more than the 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 biggest kings had. Yeah, we're talking about kings that were that owned swaths of land, like huge, huge parts of land, countries, continents, and they didn't have a fridge with water. Yeah, it's incredible. You know I mean? like, 
Then they have a fridge with water. But yeah, it's 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 just out of this world. Absolutely, it is. So, Rocky, we covered a hell of a lot of ground. We did. So I appreciate you coming on. That was a good hour and six minutes. So make sure, make sure to follow all of Rocky's social media. I'm going to drop the links. Uh, definitely check out. You You still have your courses, I imagine. Yeah, up. so on my website, um, rockyzapata.org. So I have the Leadership University there and also the Safety Consulting there. Um, and the page, so, you know, if, if your organizations are, are looking for some consulting, you can um, be directed there. And if you're looking for some leadership, um, you know, teachings, it also you can be directed there at rockisapata.org. Awesome. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have the, the, the links dropped. Also, check out the podcast that Rocky did with Brad Lee, Dropping Bombs Podcast. Brad, I'm coming for you. Stop playing, hard, <laughs> stop playing hard to get. Stop playing hard to get. I called him Betty White the other day. Because and yeah, Betty White. Did, did I tell you why? No, uh, why? He, he did a, a stand-up comedy skit recently. I don't know if you saw that. But he totally uh, used a line that was already already said a while back. He claims he'd have never heard it. I don't know about that, bro, but I'll take your word for it. Um, and basically he said he, – he had this skit about – how people say, "Oh, you should grow some balls. Balls are gentle, sensitive. Right. You should really, you should grow as a vagina because those can take a pounding, right?" So he said something along those lines, and I, I remember <laughs> hearing so that. Brad, Brad. But I remember here, it's, it's hilarious. It's something he would totally like come up with. Yeah. But I was like, "Wait a minute, I've heard that before." So I do some research and I see that there were some stand-up comedians that are already, it's already up there online, and then Betty White said this like verbatim, not right. exactly what he said, but the same exact thing. And so now I, I call him Betty White sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Betty, and he's like, who the hell is this 27-year-old asshole? <laughs> yeah, Betty White. <laughs> yeah. They do kind of look alike, actually. They both have the white hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you for the invite, Rafi. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. It was really a pleasure, man. You're, you have a great energy. You're so, you have so much gratitude, man. I, I, it's awesome to be around that and you know thank you for coming i appreciate the time thank you sir absolutely bye everyone